Hey sister, this is Misty Williams, founder of HealingRosie.com, and I'm so excited to welcome you to Rosie Radio. Tune in to find clarity, direction, and hope for your healing. New episodes drop every Tuesday. We created this show to empower you to regain control of your life and feel like yourself again. Yes, sister, it is possible. We are going to have an epic, epic conversation today with Dr. Keisha Ewers. I have just done her 21-day cleanse. And we're going to talk all about my experience, but today's episode is going to be all about weight loss resistance. I could fill a book with my experiences with weight loss resistance. I've had all sorts of things impact my weight loss resistance. I've had hormone issues. I've had heavy metal toxicity, mold, fungus. I've had insulin resistance and all the things that come from that. And I have beat my head against the wall bloody trying to figure it all out. I've gone through stages of my life where I am not putting a carb in my body. I'm watching every morsel of food because anything I put in my mouth is going to make the scale go up, even if it's lettuce. It's been a wild ride. And I'm really grateful to say that I feel like in the last probably six months or so, I've found the triggers that have created this for me. And I'm really breaking through. And we're going to talk all about it because I know I am not the only one. I am not the only one. So this is going to be a really great episode today. Uh, Dr. Keisha Ewers is an integrative medicine expert, doctor of sexology, family practice, ARNP, certified trauma-informed therapist, a certified death doula is board certified in functional medicine and Ayurvedic medicine and is the founder and medical director of the Academy for Integrative Medicine Health Coach Certification Program. Dr. Keisha, the mother of functional sexology, has been in the medical field for over 30 years. After conducting the HURT study in 2013, Healing Unresolved Trauma, she developed the HURT model for understanding how past childhood trauma impacts adult health. This led to the creation of the You Unbroken online program for patients to heal their own trauma and the Mystic Medicine Deep Immersion Healing Retreat she leads at her home on San Juan Island, Washington. Welcome, Keisha. Thank you for having me. Well, I am giddy to have this conversation. I think I'm mostly giddy because I'm experiencing some awesome breakthroughs. Um, and I just want to share it with everyone. I did a spontaneous text to you yesterday or day before saying, I got to tell you what happened when I did your cleanse. And... <laughs> We need to talk about this on my podcast. So here we are. I want to kind of give people the backstory um, so that you guys will have a good frame for the things that Dr. Keisha and I are going to dive into today. So first of all, hang on. Yes. You need to add my name to everything you're about to say. (laughs) Okay. Add your name to it. (laughs) Yeah. We only, we only teach what we have to learn and I've had. Oh, you're going to say the same thing that I'm saying. Yes. Yes. I know. And listen, if you have been spent any time in the healing Rosie Facebook group, you know, that this is a common, common refrain. Many of my girlfriends are struggling with this very same thing. And the toll it takes on our psyche Mm -hmm. when we cannot get our bodies to cooperate, when what our bodies are doing doesn't reflect the lifestyle that we're living. It's, it's overwhelming. And we could probably do a whole podcast just on that, you know, because it's, it's rough. Put a pin in that thought of the getting the body to do what you want. And, and we're going to circle back to that. Oh, that'd be great. I'm going to write a little note right now. Getting <laughs> the body to do what we want. Yes. Yes. And I, and that's, and even the way that I said that, having you reflect it back to me, I'm like, that is not the way to hold it in mind. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all right, let's talk about this cleanse. So I have been detoxing mold for the last, um, eight months. I went to my um, doctor last April 
um, because I was in a really emotional place. Roderick and I want to get married and I did not want to go down the aisle with an extra 18 pounds on my body. And so I'm doing all the things I'm feeling overwhelmed because I know that besides the aesthetics of carrying the extra weight, I know all the health impl implications of having this kind of inflammation hanging around my body. I'm getting older and everything about it was just like, I have to figure this out. You know, I heard from everyone, Misty, you look great. Misty, it's fine. It's not a big deal. And it's like, I, Roderick doesn't care what I look like going down the aisle. He thinks I'm beautiful. He is the most supportive, wonderful partner. It's me. It's mm -hmm. me feeling like my health is the biggest priority in my life. I think if you looked at my calendar and my checkbook, it would validate that. And here I am struggling with something, right? So I went to my doctor and I'm like, okay, we're doing all the things. And I reversed some big stuff in my life, right? I am not dealing with endometriosis anymore. My Epstein-Barr doesn't reflare anymore. I have my energy back. I'm sleeping great. Like I have a lot of good things that are happening with my health. But, but this piece for me is really messing with me. And I said to her, there is something upstream. I know it. And I'm not sure what we need to do, but we need to figure out the tests, something. So she ran a couple of inflammatory markers and my, my blood labs that I did. And we did the oat test and we did a mold test. And it came back that I had fungus and mold both. I had every kind of mold. It was like a relief to know. Okay. So it's mold. And we all, we've heard what mold does. I was surprised that I had mold because I didn't have all the neurological stuff that you hear about with mold toxicity. Thank God. I'm sure probably more time goes on. Um, that could definitely present for me, but, um, we started a detox protocol. So I've been taking binders and doing the sauna. I'm doing a lot of stuff to move lymph, right? I'm doing the dry brushing and all these different things to detox the mold. And I reached out to Dr. Keisha in February. I think it was, it was a few months ago for my mom. Actually, my mom is on bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and she is struggling with estrogen. It is causing sensitivity in her breasts, which by the way, she did the cleanse that you told us to do that I'm going to talk about. She lost 10 pounds. She was able to go back on estrogen for like a week or two and they're really tender again. So maybe you can give us more tips. But anyhow, she told me about this cleanse, the liver cleanse that's designed to really support your body and being able to process your hormones. And in my head, I'm thinking, this is probably going to really help with my detox that I've been doing at that point for six months, you know? So I ordered two kits, one for me, one for my mom, and we did it together. Um, it was an awesome cleanse. It... We got the chocolate kit. So we did chocolate protein shakes twice a day. Uh, my mom and I both decided that for the vegetable. So that you could tell us more about this. I'm going to give real brief and you can go into more details because you probably remember it better than I know it from just doing it quickly. But um, you're basically eating vegetables the entire time on this cleanse. You're not doing any dairy. You're not doing any meat. Obviously, no processed food or any of that crap. You know, you're just putting for really 10 good stuff days. In, for 10 days. For really 10 days. For 10 of the 21. Body. Yes. Mm -hmm. So my mom and I decided that the easiest thing for us was going to be soups. So we made a cream of broccoli soup and we made a vegetable soup and I just made a lot and froze, froze part of it. That's what we ate. It was kind of great because you really don't have to think about food, which is definitely my preference. I like it being easy. Um, and we did the first 10 days without any meat at all. And then I think you can add fish and chicken after, mm -hmm. you know, for 11 through 21 so we did that. And I found that I added a lot of avocado to my soup just to give me some substance so that I wasn't hungry. That really helped my mom too. We, I think we added in tomato soup. We added some chicken to the vegetable soup. There's a pumpkin chicken soup recipe. You know, we just found soups. 
That was our thing. We also did a green smoothie that's only green stuff. Um, and that wasn't the funnest to drink, but it just felt made me feel like I'm getting my good fiber and stuff that I needed. I think there was a fiber that went in the protein shake too. And then some supplements to support liver detox. And we did it for 21 days. And my, I think I lost nine pounds and my mom lost 10. And for me, having gone through this period where like all the diet tricks quit working, like I could, I don't want to ramble on about my misery with weight loss resistance, but there's been a lot, you know? Um, and all the tricks that I used to do to get the weight to come off, nothing was working for me. So I was really happy to have 10 pounds come off. I'm like halfway there. Yay. Halfway there. My mom was thrilled too. She's, she, she says she needed a shot in the arm. She's like, Miss D, I need a shot in the arm. It's kind of a little family saying where we just help each other, you know? So I did it mainly to support her, not realizing how good it was going to be for me too. And then I went on vacation. We went down to Big Bend in South Texas, this huge park, I think Grand Canyon-ish desert park down there. And we hiked and explored for days. And, you know, I brought my healthy food, but I wasn't doing any kind of like watching what I ate. And my diet overall is pretty clean. Um, but I wasn't thinking about food. And for the last 30 days, I have felt like my body is slimmer, but I have not wanted to get on the scale because I have PTSD <laughs> from getting on the sake scale and seeing that number move up like uncontrollably. And there's nothing you could do to get it down. So, or nothing that I could do in those moments. Um, or maybe I would almost reframe that for myself and say I didn't know the things to do, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so anyway. A few nights ago, Roderick and I were laying in bed and he said, babe, can I ask you a question? I'm like, sure. He never says anything about my weight up or down. He doesn't get excited when I lose weight. He doesn't comment. I mean, he's really supportive and great about it. He said, have you, how much weight have you lost? Which is an uncommon question for him. And I said, you know, I know I lost 10 pounds doing that cleanse, but I honestly haven't been on the scale since. He goes, you're just, you're smaller when I'm holding you. I can tell you're smaller. And so that made me think, you know, maybe I just need to get on the scale and see what I'm doing. I hope I'm maintaining, like I wanted to get on the scale and see the number within a couple of pounds of where I ended the cleanse. That's what I really wanted. I haven't been thinking about food for the last month, really, as far as like obsessing in the ways that we can do as women when we're really concerned about what's happening with our bodies. I've just been doing a normal clean eating. I will say that doing this cleanse really affected my appetite in general, I just don't want as much food. Um, not that I really, I wasn't really an overeater. I don't think anyone would describe me as an overeater before, but I'm like really not super interested in food. Um, cravings, I didn't have bad cravings before, but I would just kind of parallel to appetite. My mom did have really bad cravings. She would sit down with the chips and the cookies and the, and she had no cravings after doing this cleanse. And that was really awesome for her. Um, she's like, I feel like this gave me a really great reset. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. We got a really good body reset. So I got on the scale two mornings ago and I'm down eight more pounds. I looked at the scale and I was, I was shocked, kind of stunned. And I got off, let it reset. Cause I'm thinking that could have been an error. <laughs> got back on the scale. I'm down eight more pounds. I have officially lost all the weight that I gained the last few years. And I went in my closet later that day. I can wear all my pants. That's like, you know, the litmus test, I think for all of us, mm -hmm. can our pants fit? Everything fits. Shorts fit. I quit wearing shorts because I just felt like I was bulging everywhere. And I just felt kind of stunned, you know, like just really shocked that 
on the other side of doing a cleanse like that. Now, mind you, I've done a lot of other foundational things to set my body up to be able to release and let go. But it's it's almost overwhelming to think, holy cow, my body is do is cleaning itself up on its own. Like I'm not having to do things to to coerce it. Along. Are you ready to go wedding dress shopping? I'm so ready. Roger and I, we had date night last night and I was like, all right, babe, we need to pick a date. Yeah. yeah. I'm totally, I'm totally ready. And you know, there's probably a little more that my body can release, which will be great. Um, but I've just felt like, holy crap, like a decade journey, really. There's been a lot more weight loss resistance challenges besides the last few years, you know, and I've felt at times like I found little breakthroughs and to be okay for a while. And I would learn the diet tricks that would get my body to come back down, you know? Um, but it's really different this time. And so, man, I want you to talk to us about this because I think there's yeah. an explanation you can give contextually that'll really help people understand what's happening, not only with your cleanse, but toxicity in general, when we yeah. have this toxicity in our bodies and, I'm going to ask you a million questions and I just think it'd be awesome to pitch and catch around this really complicated topic that you could plant yourself right in the middle of too. Fantastic. So since December, I, I love it when people shift their language from lost to released, because if you've lost something, you can go find it again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Amen. So release, right? Yeah. Since December, I've released 25 pounds and it's been, um, uh, this interesting because I've I've gone through menopause in the last year, and one of the things that can happen with menopause is we can pack it on, and that was happening. I was starting to notice, like, oh, I'm starting to pack it on, you know. And so when when I started sitting with that and saying, okay, body, and so this is the thing that I was saying, let's put a pin in. It's really important that we don't say that we want our bodies to do what we want them to do, but that we ask the wisdom of the body, what it's, what it needs from us to support it. I always say the body has the most thankless job of anything on the planet. You know, we, we put it to bed at night. We think we're resting it, but we're not in the middle of the night. It's lymph is going and picking up all the garbage sacks from the outside of the, the cell wall. The liver is detoxing, you know, the heart's beating, everything is still functioning, but even at higher, you know, level than when we're up and about, because it's trying to get rid of all the garbage that it's been exposed to during the day. And then we flutter our eyes awake in the morning and we have these expectations of this body that it's supposed to do this, 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 this. And then we're telling it all the time that it's not doing and behaving what we want. It's not looking like we want it to. It's not doing what we want it to. And so I, I'm always inviting people <laughs> to drop into this curious compassion with it to become collaborative because the body has its own wisdom, right? And if we ask, it'll tell us the scale is one of the feedback mechanisms. You know, we put shame onto the scale, but the scale is mm -hmm. not going, you're bad, you're stupid, right. you know, like how come you can't get a handle on this? It's it's actually the body saying, hey. There's, there's something you're doing that is creating problems for me. And I'm trying to tell you, right. And so weight is one of those feedback mechanisms, like the color of your urine, your, the coating on your tongue, the shape and con and texture and smell of your bowel movements, you know, the, the way that your skin looks like all of this stuff is feedback for you 
from your body in its innate wisdom that's trying to, to be on your team with you. Okay. So when you drop into that, then you can start asking the right questions of your body. Now, the liver cleanse, what it does at 21 day detox is it separates out the, the liver's two pathways of detoxification. So the liver's big job is to take fat soluble toxins that you've been exposed to and convert them into water soluble so that you can pee and poop and cry and sweat and breathe them out. And so it's, it's a little bit like having like a, an oil stain on your driveway. You can't just go out and hose that off. You have to put a solvent on top of it and then the hose will take out the rest of it. So the first step, the phase one of that liver detoxification is an enzyme pathway. So you can think of these enzymes chewing up that fat soluble toxin. And then the second part of the cleanse is, is really focusing on phase two, where we add the solvent to what's left over so that your waterworks can take care of it. Now, the liver is a lot like you could think of it like a furnace filter. You know, if, if you turn on your furnace, if you want it to really be efficient, you need to clean it. Uh, and so our, our liver requires that. And I do genetics on all my patients because I'm looking at these the SNPs that go with phase one and phase two liver detoxification. And what I find, and I've done at this point, thousands of these for people, I'm, I always help people reverse their autoimmune disease. And so what I'm looking for is one of the patterns with autoimmunity and chronic held onto weight is a mismatch between that phase one, phase two pathway. And so what you're experiencing in this particular cleanse is a separation of phase one and phase two, where we're really focusing on each of them individually and getting them to work together. And so when you've been detoxing for six months from mold and heavy metals before that, you know, you've been pulling a lot of toxins out of stored, I call it cold storage, stored tissues, bones, right? And you're bringing it out. Your liver has to filter everything. And so what you're doing is you're actually giving it that cleanse that it needs so that it's efficient. And so weight is one of the signals. We call it fatty liver for a reason, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, right? So many people have it now. And it's because our environment is so sick, what we've done to it. And then also we're smearing things on our bodies that are estrogen mimicking and, you know, reproducing and the liver hates to filter hormones. It hates it. That's why when you texted me and said, look, my mom's having breast tenderness and she's on bioidentical hormone therapy. What do I do? I said, you know, the first thing I do with my patients is I help them clean up their liver first, because that's the first and foremost thing. Like if you go on bioidentical progesterone and you gain five pounds in a week, it's not because progesterone makes you fat. It's because your liver is saying, oh, hell no, you know, like I'm struggling over here and you're adding progesterone, you know, so, so that's the, that's what I always take first is that, that tenderness that, you know, here in the breast is we go to liver first and that 90% of the time takes care of it. Now, when mom's got breast tenderness back again, by staying on hormones, it's likely that genetically she has an enzyme pathway. It's called the CYP, uh, CYP1B1 SNP that makes it so that she doesn't detox her, her estrogen metabolites very well. And when they build up, that's when hormones cause cancer. And so then you kind of live on the things that you know, those supplements in the cleanse. I do. I, you know, just before you contacted me and said, is today a good day? 
I had just finished my green smoothie. You know, I actually live the cleanse as a lifestyle because my genetics are horrible for estrogen metabolism. And it's one of the risk factors for autoimmunity, which I had rheumatoid arthritis when I was 30, got it reversed. But, you know, I have all of these, these genetics that make it so that my liver really struggles in filtration. So part of what I do is really focus on this. And that's why that cleanse is so good is because mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was your life too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got my first estrogen metabolite test back the first time I tested it and I called the company and I said, I've never seen metabolites this bad. And she said, Dr. Ewers, I'm afraid I haven't either. <laughs> and I said, I'm not saying something because we're talking about an end of a few hundred patients for me. And for you, it's an international lab and I'm the worst you've ever seen. I am an overachiever. So, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, I have to figure this out. Right. And I, in my forties did have breast cancer. So this is, you know, my mom's had it, this is a genetic thing for us. And so that's, that's why when I started living this, when I went through menopause and just said, okay, I'm on this all the time. Now I started shedding weight, you know, it's like release, 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 release the whole closet thing. I have gone through I did another gigantic dump this morning um, to Goodwill. Like I probably have a fourth of my closet left, you know, which is really fascinating because never before has that ever happened to me, you know, Mm -hmm. never. Mm -hmm. I used to carry, and this is what menopause is the gift of it. I, I used to have like, I think most women can identify this. I've had four children. And so I was used to having three sizes to, you know, in my closet at all times, like it was a huge closet with, you know, these different sizes, depending on where my menstrual cycle was, depending, you know, depending on a lot of different variables, if I was exercising really well or not. And now it's my body doesn't change. That's the gift of menopause. Like I figured it out and now I don't have different sizes in my closet anymore. It's just one size. Yeah. So when you say, when you say that you're living it all the time, you mean the supplements that are in that yeah. and the, the and the food. I mean, I don't drink caffeine. I don't drink alcohol. You know, I stay off of gluten. I never eat sugar. I, I, I live that cleanse. Yeah. Yeah. All Green time. smoothies every day. I juice vegetables, soups are my jam. I love them, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I don't do gluten-free bread or baked goods or any of those kinds of things. Like I just live this way. And then when people come to visit me, uh, my daughters are amazing cooks and bakers and they, they cook paleo and, and I'll eat whatever's there. And then when they're gone, I go back to living my cleanse. Like that's yeah. how I live, you know? Yeah. And like yeah. you said, it's it's so much easier for me because I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I like it. Yeah. So. I think the secret for us, one of the things I wanted for my mom, because, you know, we took about two weeks to prepare. Like, mm-hmm. all right, we got our kits in the mail. Mm-hmm. Got everything organized, figured out. And then my thing is, all right, what are we going to eat? I need to know now. Yes. <laughs> I need a plan because I am not good with last minute stuff. I personally don't like to think about, like, I have other things I want to spend my time on. Even though I, there was a time in my life that I really enjoyed cooking. And it's not that I don't enjoy it now. It's just that it's not the thing I want to prioritize. I'm spending a lot of time in the kitchen. Kind of so, over it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, so I, I wanted us to make sure that we were really ready for this and, we, we looked through, um, Dr. Keisha sends out like, um, a, a booklet has recipes and all sorts of things. My mom and I looked at them and 
Um, and I told, I said to her, I, I think I just want to find some soup recipes. What do you think about that? And that's what we did. We found some soup recipes that were really delicious and easy. That's the great thing about vegetable soup. I think is that it's so tasty. Um, mm-hmm. and it made it super easy for us. All right, let's, I, I want to ask you a few questions about how this works, because I have a feeling if I would have done this cleanse, I mean, I could be totally wrong about this, but if I would have done this cleanse a year ago before I knew that I had the mold toxicity and everything else, I'm not sure that I would have gotten the same results. Um, we, only way we'd know is if we could go back in time, mm-hmm. right? But my body seemed to be really on lockdown. I know that you work with a lot of women. Um, this is a very common refrain, right? I'd like to just talk a little bit about the kinds of things that create like the gears getting stuck in our bodies that contribute to weight loss resistance. In my case, I was, I was surprised that I had mold toxicity. Dr. Gabrielle Lyon actually told me in September of 2020, I happened to see her in San Diego and she said, I think you should get tested for mold. And I remember hearing her say that and thinking, I don't have any other mold like symptoms except the weight, right? Um, and you know, six months later, I actually get tested and she was right. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that contribute to this. Maybe you could help us understand what you're seeing in your practice. Mm -hmm. Um, so that the people listening to this might see themselves and what we're saying and have a better understanding of what's going on in their bodies. One of the number one things that I see that causes trouble for people is intermittent fasting. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. So fasting out of alignment I, I intermittent fast. I don't eat until noon. Uh, but what I'm going to say next is don't do that at home, right? Until you've done the proper testing. So fasting out of alignment with what your body's asking for. It's coming from that place of, I want my body to do this instead of body. What do you need from me to be supportive? You've been carrying me around all these years and I really want to help you as much as I can. So then I call that testing, not guessing. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I do a Dutch test with my patients when they say, so what do you think about like seven day water fast? Or what do you think about intermittent fasting? And what do you do? You know, and, and I eat in an eight hour period and I'm off for 16 hours so that my body can do its cleanup. And that works for me. But if I had done that last year after my dad died and my adrenals tanked, I couldn't have, I, I would have gained weight. So the, the thing to remember is that your body has very specific needs at very specific times and you need to be asking. And so that's one thing. Another one is the, um, bulletproof coffee thing. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, you know, having people drinking coffee with butter in it and da, 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 um, all the healthy fats that also, uh, ketogenic diet is sometimes genetically out of alignment with people. So in your genetics, we can see if you metabolize caffeine. Well, if you don't metabolize caffeine, caffeine causes inflammation. So then when you're eating, you know, caffeine in whatever shape you're eating it in or drinking it, then it's causing trouble. And people will say to me, well, I only have one cup a day, you know, and that doesn't matter. It, mm-hmm. It's like, if, if you can't metabolize caffeine and you're chugging it, one cup is going to be rat poison for your cells and they will blow up. So, uh, healthy fats, like, you know, a ketogenic diet that works for most people right away, but 
long-term use of it for people that are APOE4 SNP carriers in their genetics, that is one of the worst things you can do. And it puts you at risk if you're an APOE4 carrier for Alzheimer's and heart disease and will eventually blow your liver up into fatty liver. So the carnivore diet, you know, if, if, if you haven't, if you haven't asked your body what it needs and you just read what somebody's waxing philosophically about because it worked for them, mm-hmm. then it, you might be doing more harm than good in the long run. HCG diet is another one. Any of those kinds of diets that um, I get people washing up on my shores all the time, post HCG or severe calorie restriction, you know, where it has worked, but now you've blown out your thyroid, you've upset your leptin and your ghrelin. And, and now, you know, you're not doing anything different, but you're gaining weight. So it's so very important. So you're talking about toxins, toxins definitely gum up the works to use your language. So do hormones, you know, as I gave the example earlier, um, you know, viral load, anything that's causing your immune system to go off. I had a book in my clinic when I had a brick, brick and mortar clinic called your hidden food allergies are making you fat. And, you know, the premise of it is, is absolutely correct, which is if the same thing with the coffee, if you're eating something that your body is triggering to, and it's causing an inflammatory response, the lymphocytes that get delivered to in an inflamed place, like a cut on your finger come with plasma. They go, you know, in plasma to that area. So you have all this extra fluid, extracellular fluid, interstitial fluid, we call it, that doesn't belong there. So you do an elimination of some of those foods that are causing sensitivities to you. And then voila, you, you dump a bunch of weight, which is what happened with you. It's like you're wringing out the sponge and people will often come back to that and say, oh, that was just water weight, right? But you're not supposed to have that fluid out there. That's, that's, that's not supposed to be there. And so when Roderick is holding you and saying you feel smaller, what he's commenting on when that came off so quickly is that you're not holding your fluid. You're not puffy outside of your cell anymore, the the way you're not supposed to be. So you wrung out a sponge. Now it's a normal shaped sponge instead of a bloated one. So I never, you know, want to hear people say, oh, well, it was just water weight. It's like, yeah. (laughs) What do you think it is? (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't belong there. Right. Yeah. 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 I've been, I've been really digging in on this, the last year of this journey into this idea of like inflammation and what is inflammation and, you know, why do we get so inflamed? I remember my, uh, my doctor looking at my labs and I, ha- I wish I would have been prepared and brought the name of the labs that I had run. Um, Cause it's the first time I'd run them. So I'm not very familiar with them yet, but there was two labs that were just inflammatory markers. And I was like 2,500 for one of them that's supposed to be, you know, a hundred. Mm. So I was like super, super inflamed. And um, that's it's been re- usually food. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think it was in my case. I mean, it could be, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to, you know, speculate, but it's one of the reasons the food, the, the liver detox works in the way it does when you dump that much weight in a short period of time is because you've eliminated something that your body's saying, thank you. Finally, you're getting yeah. my message. It's why I like to do food sensitivity testing every few months with people because 
it's I, you know, it's one of those things where we're asking the body, like, is this, is this okay with you? And if yeah. it says no, then you just say, okay, I won't put yeah. that in there then. Yeah. Well, when I, we, for, in my case, we saw these markers and she's like, we got to figure out the stressor. And then we found the mold right yeah. after. Um, yeah. But anyhow, I started really thinking about this idea of inflammation and toxicity, which is not a new concept to me um, mm-hmm. at all. But, um, you know, I, I was looking at my body. I remember looking down at my belly when I found out that I had the mold toxicity and I, and I started rubbing it. And I just thanked my body. Like, I know that this is happening. I'm swelling up like this because you're trying to get all these toxins out of my bloodstream and places Mm -hmm. where it could really hurt or kill me. Like I, I wanted to honor and acknowledge my body, right. For Uh, what it was doing and have some gratitude for it. Cause it's really easy to go the other direction. Very easy, you know, especially in the Western society that we live in that projects so much shame, you know, on, on the size of our bodies. Um, but anyway, this idea of inflammation, I started getting a lot more curious about and thinking of the weight as this is all inflammation I'm carrying. Why is my body inflamed, you know? And mm-hmm. I started asking a lot of questions about that. And, it connected some dots for me in my mind. I have a pretty deep education in our space, getting to interview amazing people all the time, reading all the books, trying to figure out, you know, what's going on with my own body. Um, but it was the inspiration for the masterclass that I just completed. Um, this idea that stress, internal stressors and external stressors are what's causing our inflammation and the inflammation is what's making us sick ultimately. And I love the idea that we can actually reverse all of this by uncovering what our stressors are. And I'll tell you, there's another one, Misty, and you know, it was accurate for me for sure. And that is uh, the ACEs study, the adverse childhood experiences study that was done by the Centers for Disease Control and Kaiser Mm -hmm. Permanente in 1995 and 1997. You know, that started because of a weight loss program at Kaiser. And as you know, people are losing weight successfully. It's a great program, but a certain percentage of the clientele was dropping out before they got to goal. And the clinic director, very lovingly, you know, and I'm so happy he was curious. He started calling them back in and asking what was going on because they were successfully losing weight, you know, releasing it, but they were finding it again. And, you know, when he started interviewing them, he started discovering that most of them had a history of sexual abuse and, you know, weight, when we talk about gumming up the works and we talk about stress, oftentimes, you know, I, I talk on all the summits about the effect of childhood trauma on our adult lives and behavior patterns and food, you know, is an emotional soother and also weight as a barrier or a protective mechanism is also a big piece of it. And that's, I mean, I use plant medicine and do immersion retreats with people and, you know, like some deep work on that part of it uh, also, right. That, that becomes a huge piece of the puzzle. I call trauma the missing piece of the puzzle. Yeah. We could probably do a whole podcast just on trauma. Just on that. I'm thinking about my cousin, Jan, who I've spoken about a lot, who died a couple of years ago in her fifties. She had rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia. Um, these things developed after her kids left home. Mm-hmm. So she she and my my cousin 
my my actual blood cousin, you know, she was his um, wife, got together when they were 15 years old in high school and got married after. And they've been together really their entire adult lives and even some of their childhood. Um, and they had kids young. They were young whenever they had their kids. And as soon as her kids left, they she was kind of alone with herself. And that's when everything started coming back. She developed um, the autoimmune disease. Mm. She developed diabetes. Um, I remember about a decade ago, maybe it was about a decade, probably nine or 10 years ago, um, she had testified when she was a kid at a jury trial against a man. A, a, a man had murdered someone in the home that she is a little girl. I think she was eight years old when this happened. She was in the bathroom and she witnessed the whole murder. So she testified in this trial and put the guy away and he was getting out. And you can imagine her, yeah, this guy that she put away as a little girl and probably the outsized, you know, it's already witnessing a murder. I would imagine for all of us is going to be a really, really big thing. But the outsizedness when you're a little kid experiencing something like that, yeah. you know, um, she had, she experienced a lot of sexual abuse, mm. um, by her family, by her father, her adopted father, it wasn't her natural born father. And she just a lot of abuse in general, emotional abuse. And you can imagine how her mother treated her knowing that things were going on with her husband and, and Jan. So there was just so much that she had never dealt with and processed that kind of came back to haunt her, yeah. so to speak. And in her case, the really sad part is that she didn't, she didn't want to come off the opiates. She wanted to get better, right? But I think the drugs were numbing more than the fibromyalgia pain for her. Of course. And, and she was really scared of not doing exactly what the doctors told her to do. And she ended up passing away. Mm -hmm. It was unexpected. We all knew that she was dealing with autoimmunity and all that, you know, she was drugged out all the time on like a dozen different prescription medications, opiates and you know, all sorts of things, but nobody expected her to die, right? Yeah. There wasn't like a time with the doctor, but trauma was her big inducer. And, you know, this, this comes to haunt us at different times in our life. And for her, it was so big and so overwhelming. She just did not have the resources to deal with it. And, you know, I have, I would say the trauma that's affected me the most of my life is the little T trauma. Mm -hmm. You know, I had sexual abuse when I was younger too, but I was fortunately able to really process a lot of that out when I was in college. I had a really great therapist there and we were able to process through a lot of that pain. But it was a little T trauma for me that, you know, made me overly responsible and basically drawn to take on stress, mm -hmm. right? I was programmed from a very young age to be able to manage a lot of stress and that felt very normal to me. I just didn't know any different. But all of these things add up for us as women and contribute, as you said, to what we're experiencing. And they form a weight, like mm -hmm. there's a weight to them. Yeah. 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 I was talking to Katie Wells from Wellness Mama and she has recently lost a hundred pounds. She looks mm. amazing. You know, she was doing all the health stuff too. And her body just was holding on. Right. Mm -hmm. And she had, um, I'll let her tell her own story, but she had an amazing somatic body experience that basically she she describes like a psychedelic like response, even though she wasn't using psychedelics to this interaction with another coach. And she sh shook for a couple of days, probably just shaking all that trauma off. She lost eight pounds in a day. Hmm. And that was the trigger for her to be able to basically release everything yeah. that she'd been carrying. She had um, Hashimoto's and, you know, a few other diagnoses too. And she's completely normalized. She's She can eat 
I think she said she can eat everything now. She's not sensitive mm-hmm. to anything anymore, you know, but her big trigger was trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Releasing that trauma. So. It's a big one. It definitely gums up the works. Yeah. 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 Well, this has been awesome. I would love for you to tell people how they can find your cleanse. And I know that you do a lot of work with people around weight loss resistance and you've got some really awesome programs. And so make sure everyone knows where they can find you. Sure. On on drkeisha.com, D-R-K-E-E-S-H-A.com. There's a tab that says education and, and there's a free masterclass series that I offer every month. And one of them is overcoming weight loss resistance. And it talks about all the hormones, leptin and ghrelin, and you know, the, the hormones that have to do with your weight. And there's a, a special on a lab that's offered in that too. And then, you know, I, I work with people on the trauma piece also, as well as the hormone, the microbiome we haven't touched on, but that's another big piece. So, you know, all of this, all of these are pieces of the puzzle and genetics. So I like to take it from that whole you are an individual puzzle, right? Place. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. DrKeisha.com. And where would they find your cleanse? Oh, and the, the cleanse is in the store um, under kits. There, you know, it's the first thing. There's a vanilla and a chocolate version. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can put the link in there. Yeah, so. we will. We'll totally put all of the links in the show notes to okay. all of the different courses that you're talking about here and also to the cleanse. I did the chocolate kit. I do the chocolate. I love it. <laughs> My mom did the chocolate. <laughs> she had the choice too. We picked chocolate. I would imagine you saw more chocolate than vanilla. It'd be interesting to look at those stuff. You would be surprised. Really? Some people yeah, a lot of people vanilla. love vanilla. They don't like chocolate. It's it's shocking to me. <laughs> <laughs> does not compute. Does you know? not compute. Exploding head emoji right, right. now. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dr. Keisha. Love, love, love that you've put this together. That cleanse is really special. I haven't seen anything like it in our space. So thank you for taking the time to synthesize Mm. something that would work so wonderfully for us. And we'll see all of you guys soon. Bye everybody. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you're feeling more empowered to overcome your flabby, foggy, and fatigued and to reclaim your life. If you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to hit that subscribe button right now. So you don't miss any of our episodes. We have some awesome shows coming right up. I love reading your reviews and comments too. They inspire me and encourage other Rosies to hang out with us and learn all these amazing strategies for healing and living our best lives. Till next time, sister. Bye.